I walked through a county courthouse square on a park bench, an old man was sitting there. I said, your old courthouse is kind of run down. He said, no, it'll do for our little town. I said, your old flagpole has leaned a little bit, and that's a ragged old flag you got hanging on it. He said, have a seat. And I sat down. Is this the first time you've been to our little town? I said, I think it is. He said, I don't like to brag, but we're kind of proud of that ragged old flag. You see, we got a little hole in that flag there when Washington took it across the Delaware. And it got powder burned the night that Francis Scott Key said, watching it right and say, can you see? And it got a bad rip in New Orleans with Packingham and Jackson tugging at its seams. And it almost fell at the Alamo beside the Texas flag, but she waved on though. She got cut with a sword at Chancellorsville, and she got cut again at Shiloh Hill. There was Robert E. Lee, Beauregard, and Bragg, and the south wind blew hard on that ragged old flag. On Flanders Field in World War I, she got a big hole from a Bertha gun. She turned blood red in World War II. She hung limp and low a time or two. She was in Korea, Vietnam. She went where she was sent by her Uncle Sam. She waved from our ships upon the briny foam, and now they've about quit waving back here at home. In her own good land here, she's been abused. She's been burned, dishonored, denied, refused. And the government for which she stands is scandalized throughout the land. And she's getting threadbare and she's wearing thin, but she's in good shape for the shape she's in. Because she's been through the fire before. And I believe she can take a whole lot more. So we raise her up every morning. We take her down every night. We don't let her touch the ground and we fold her upright. On second thought, I do like to brag, cause I'm mighty proud of that ragged old flag. Plaza Direct King's Court starts now. I'm still around I hit it hard, man Hard 
And a good Wednesday morning, St. Louis and all points northeast, south, and west. Kevin Slayton with you as we welcome you in. This is the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Window World Kings Court on kevinslaytonshow.com, kevinslaytonshow.com. This is where you come every morning, Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 Central Time, for the unvarnished truth backed by facts and evidence. We give it to you straight. And we usually use other people's words to indict themselves. It's not difficult. You just got to find them. And we have a great team that helps find them. So we're very thankful. And, of course, we sit back and we watch. We wake up every morning. We sit back and watch, and we listen to Biden say something, and then we've got a show. (laughs) This imbecile is over in Israel. He's going to muck it up so bad over there. We'll be at war with every country in the Middle East. Good God, get him in and out of there fast. Real fast, for he really mucks it up. It's highly possible. We're going to have an explanation, by the way, from the uh, Israeli military officials as to what happened with that hospital that the liberals, of course, can't wait to blame on Israel. Rashida Tlaib tweeting out how Israel bombed a hospital. Of course, Hamas had put that out. They don't lie. They're like the liberals. They never tell a lie. And Ilhan Omar and the rest of the liberals... The media, media couldn't wait to tell you it was Israel's fault. Israel bombed a hospital. But it turned out it didn't happen that way. And when you look at the list of all of the media headlines, every one of them had said, Israel bombs hospital, blah, 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 blah. All of a sudden, all of the headlines were changed as of this morning. But every one of them had Israel bombing the hospital because Hamas immediately put a notice out that it was Israel. You'll hear the Israeli military officials say it would have been impossible to determine where the missile came from that quickly unless you fired it yourself. Hamas knew they fired it. They knew it didn't take launch like it was supposed to. And then they blamed Israel. Immediately. Israel did the responsible thing. They investigated it thoroughly. And you'll hear the findings here this morning. So while Biden's over there in uh, Israel, I noticed that he was really dragging. And I kept waiting for one of those sycophantic uh, assistants of his to run up there and do the right thing. Give him a can of Monster Energy drink. Because he would have perked up then. He would have looked like the leader that we look like when we drink our Monster Energy drink. At the top of our game, pursuing victory, that boost of energy that we all need in the morning comes right out of that can. And it's not just a drink. It's a lifestyle in that can. And that lifestyle entails a lot of things. Every event that Monster Energy Drink is involved in results in a big, fun celebration of life or the event or a party. They bring your favorite bands to your hometown. They celebrate with a party. They sponsor sporting events. They've got parties and tents all around. Monster Energy Drink understands it is a lifestyle. And when you're around them when there's an event, you will have fun. That's a promise. I drink the uh, sugar-free can myself, 10 calories. But unleash the beast in you and grab your Monster Energy Drink today. Give one to Biden, will you? I'm tired of seeing that guy just drooling all over himself. The only thing that can save him is Monster Energy Drink. Well, as I mentioned, the big story of the night last night, of course, was the 
lunatic media and liberals and the Hamas people who were blaming Israel for the bombing of a hospital. Now, the Israeli IDF, I guess that's akin to an investigative agency here, perhaps the FBI, perhaps the CIA, but their IDF is much more, much more competent than any of our institutions. They've placed the blame squarely on the Islamic Jihad for the bombing of the hospital. Now, I don't know the difference between the Islamic Jihad and the Hamas terrorists. <laughs> they seem like one and the same to me. You can lump them all under one roof, really. Hamas, Hezbollah, the PLO, the ISIS people, Al-Qaeda. They're all the same. They just want to murder people. They really want to murder Jews and Americans. And if you happen to be a Jewish American, you're that's a doubleheader for them. It's a twofer. So that's what they are. They're all the same. But the IDF didn't immediately level the blame. The IDF did their homework. They did their investigation. No matter how bad the media coverage was right out of the gate because of all the liberals that populate the world's media, the Israelis didn't panic. They knew they hadn't fired it, so they wanted to get to the bottom of who did. And how do you do that? You investigate. Now, in today's modern technological world, there are lots of ways to investigate what happened. There are satellites everywhere. There are cameras everywhere. There's radar tracking of these missiles, if you can believe that. The Israelis can track the flight of the missile fired by Hamas. And they did that. And they did all of those things. And then they cross-referenced everything. And then they found out who was at fault. They knew all along it wasn't them. But like crazy people, they didn't rush out and deny any culpability until they were certain, until they were certain of how it really happened and who was to blame. So they did the responsible thing, unlike America does, because we are run by this corrupt media and these corrupt political hacks who want to blame somebody right now. Mostly, Biden blames MAGA Republicans for everything. He's even blaming them for the chaos that's going on in the Middle East. You'll hear about that a little bit later on in the show. So you're going to hear from that military official explain the entire thing. You'll hear Ben Ben Dominich's feelings about Biden going to Israel. Who should be taking refugees, according to King Abdullah II, the King of Jordan? You'll be hearing him. You'll find out what people have discovered on the dead bodies of these Hamas terrorists in Israel. Papers, orders, what they were supposed to do when they invaded Israel. And then you'll hear Sandy Cortez tell you, if you're Israelis, just settle down over there. Calm down. Incredible, isn't it? You're going to hear from uh, Greg Gutfeld today on these Harvard students who are now backing down from their outrageous statements. Remember they signed a, a letter claiming that they couldn't stand Israelis for causing all of this violence in the Middle East and they were protesting and they were chanting. They chant all the time. Do you ever notice these people who protest now, they're all chanting something stupid? You'd think they'd come up with something that was decent, that you could sit there and say, well, that makes sense. But they just chant something that rhymes. They're like a third grade kid who gets an assignment to write a poem. And all he can think about is he has to make the last word of each line rhyme, no matter if it makes sense or not. And that's what these chanters do at these protests. They just start chanting bullcrap. Who gives them these things? Somebody writes all of this out, the same people that pay them probably. 
But it's funny to listen to them because they're all so stupid. And I do get a kick out of listening to stupid people because in some ways it makes me feel very smart. When you compare yourself to dumb liberals, you feel pretty good about yourself. So if you get down, if things aren't going your way at work or in your personal life, just think of how stupid liberals are. And then thank God that you're not one of them. You'll feel better, I promise you. It beats taking Alka-Seltzer for a nauseated stomach. It beats going to the doctor and having them prescribe real drugs for you. All you have to do is remember, you're not a dumb liberal. And you'll feel better immediately. Who needs doctors? Hey, Kevin, you're going to need back surgery. Yeah, but I'm not a dumb liberal. Well, then you're happy, aren't you? Yes, I am. You're also going to hear a former Trump hater, a Democrat billionaire, big donor to the Democrat Party, who now says he was dead wrong about Donald Trump. And why does he say it? He says he was essentially brainwashed by the liberal media with all of the lies they told about Trump. Now, you'd think he would have investigated these things himself. I mean, he made billions of dollars not being stupid. But he didn't, and then he did. And when he did, he found out how wrong he was, and he's man enough to admit it, and you'll hear him on this show this morning. You'll hear a University of California Berkeley law professor. You'd think liberal, liberal, liberal when I say those things. Well, he wrote an op-ed telling employers not to hire any of his law students who are blaming Israel for the Middle East terrorist attack. That takes courage when you're a law professor at the University of California, Berkeley. It takes a lot of courage. So all of that and more is coming our way today. You're also going to, on our sports show today, hear the Saturday Night Live uh, comedy skit on Deion Sanders. And I can promise you this. For decades now, decades, Saturday Night Live has not been funny. But this segment was funny. And we'll have that for you on our noon sports show, so tune in there as well. But let's begin here, because I think it's very important to straighten out the story about the hospital bombing in Gaza City. Now, nobody is accusing, not even the Israelis are accusing the terrorists, in this case, of bombing the hospital intentionally. It was a failed launch of a missile. It happens a lot with the equipment that Hamas has from Iran. Somebody's selling them a bill of goods. And so these missiles are intercepted constantly by the Iron Dome over Israel, and they obviously misfire quite often. That happens. And that's what happened here. And yet the media was quick to run out there launching story after story after story in every major newspaper around the world and on liberal networks around the world that this was the Israelis who blew up this hospital. How dare them? How dare them? And Biden going over there and talking with Benjamin Netanyahu this morning tells him that it appears to him, Biden, it appears to him, that Israel did not strike the hospital from what he's seen. We're so thankful that you weighed in on it, and it appears to you, does it? Why don't you deal in real-world facts? There's no appearance here. It doesn't appear that Israel didn't do this. The facts are they didn't do it. And if Biden could comprehend the facts, which he cannot, then he would understand that there isn't any room for doubt here. There isn't an appearance of guilt. There is guilt And the guilt is 100% on the Hamas terrorists. 
Here's the military official from the Israeli military, his, their spokesman, explaining the events as they occurred leading up to this hospital blast. At 6.15 p.m., a barrage of rockets was fired by Hamas to Israel. Then, at 6.59 p.m., a barrage of around 10 rockets was fired by Islamic Jihad from a nearby cemetery. It was at the time that 6.59 p.m. when there were reports of an explosion at the Al-Hali Al-Mahadani Hospital in Gaza City. According to our intelligence, Hamas checked the reports, understood it was an Islamic Jihad rocket that had misfired and decided to launch a global media campaign to hide what really happened. They went as far as inflating the numbers of casualties. They understood with absolute certainty that it was a rocket misfired by Islamic Jihad that damaged the hospital. Analysis of our aerial footage confirms that there was no direct hit to the hospital itself. The only location damage is outside the hospital in the parking lot where we can see signs of burning which I will show later, no cratering and no structural damage to nearby buildings. So it's really not even anywhere near the severity that it was originally reported to be. The hospital is still standing. It didn't blow up. The missile landed in the parking lot. It didn't even cause a crater. Why? Because it didn't go very far. It was a failed launch. We don't know the number of casualties because Hamas has been lying about it. We don't know if anybody really died. It may be there are no casualties. But all of the structures, including the hospital and the surrounding structures, were not damaged. None of them came tumbling down. None of them blew up. And yet the media and the liberal political hacks in Washington wanted to turn this into an international incident against Israel immediately. Now, no one will hold Rashida Tlaib accountable for her disgusting and despicable tweet. No one. It is sickening, but it will always be this way. And no one's going to hold the media accountable. No one. For their horrible reporting once again. Completely inaccurate. And yet, when they get it wrong, they don't apologize. They don't withdraw their statements. It's pretty incredible. And of of course, Tlaib couldn't wait to run her big mouth, her big uninformed mouth. She tweeted this, Israel just bombed the Baptist hospital, killing 500 Palestinians, doctors, children, patients, just like that. Biden, this is what happens when you refuse to facilitate a ceasefire and help de-escalate. Your war and destruction only and destruction only approach has opened my eyes and many Palestinian Americans and Muslim Americans like me. We will remember where you stood. Ooh, wow. Rashida Tlaib is against you, Biden. You better run for cover. 
500 people weren't killed. She's a liar, but she likes to lie. She blamed Israel. Israel didn't fire the missile. Has Tlaib issued a response to that? An apology? Apology to the Jewish Americans, to the Jewish people in Israel? No. And she never will. Because she's a terrorist herself. She spreads terror. She needs to be deported from this country. She is a traitor. There isn't any question about that. And as far as I'm concerned, she's part of a sleeper cell that's right here in our country. And by sleeper cell, I mean people that are trying to destroy this country and our way of life, and that is her. She is one of the most despicable human beings on the face of God's earth. She sickens me. She's worse than Omar. That's how bad she is, because that's almost impossible. Almost impossible. So, in other words, if the Hamas people say it, it must be true because they don't lie. (laughs) Incredible stuff. These people are nuts. The um, nutty, nutty people in that squad, like Corey Bush, the great Corey Bush, and Ilhan Omar, called for... uh, to an end to any U.S. aid to Israel. This heartbreaking cycle of violence will continue unless the funds are cut off. Can you imagine that? So these people will vote repeatedly to fund a corrupt country, Ukraine, but won't fund, and by the way, not an ally of ours, but they, they won't Stop calling for the defunding of Israel, our ally who's under attack. (laughs) They're all nuts. The Israeli military spokesman wasn't done explaining what was going on. He pointed specifically at the media and the lies that Hamas always tells. Many media outlets immediately reported the unverified claims by Hamas. Those were lies spread by Hamas. I want to make something clear. It is impossible to know what happened as quickly as Hamas claimed they knew. That, was have, that, have, that should have been an initial warning sign for many. Unlike Hamas, the IDF launched an immediate examination, which was overseen at the very highest levels of command. This professional review was based on intelligence operation, intelligence, operational systems and aerial footage, all of which, which we cross-checked. The evidence, which we are sharing with you all, confirms that the explosion of the Hali al-Mahadani hospital in Gaza was caused by an Islamic Jihad rocket that was misfired. End of story. But no apologies from Tlaib or Cory Bush or Sandy Cortez. No apologies whatsoever. You won't hear any from Hamas, of course. But no apologies from the media. No corrections from the media. I haven't even seen a correction yet. Another one of their spokesmen in the military of the Israeli army, Jonathan, excuse me, Jonathan 
Kanikus, I have to get that right, understands that Hamas does nothing but lie when it comes to these things, and they were certainly lying regarding the hospital. Anything said by Hamas should be taken with extreme caution and skepticism. The intelligence that we have from multiple sources is, it indicates that the Islamic Jihad, another terrorist organization in Gaza, is responsible for a failed rocket launch that struck the hospital in Gaza. What you see in comedies, and it's not funny, terrorism is not funny, but you see in comedies of recent years, they portray these idiots that they can't even fire off a rocket. I mean, it's hilarious when you watch movies that involve these Arab terrorists. The, the problem is, it's not comedy. It's truth. It's truth come to the cinema. These are idiots. They can't even fire a rocket properly. God only knows how many times they've blown each other up. You're dealing with idiots. They're just vicious idiots. Vile, despicable human beings. Savage animals. And anyone who supports them is equally as bad and should be deported from our country. Get out. You support the enemy that is here trying to kill us. They are here, by the way. They've been coming through the southern border like ants. They're here. They've already tried to blow us up when they took down the World Trade Centers, or excuse me, the two towers, and they tried to get the Capitol, but that plane was diverted by the heroic passengers, and then they blew up the Pentagon. We know what they'll do, and so if you support them, you're a traitor. And you should be, in old days, hung. Today, they would give you a little injection and kill you that way. But either that... Or deport them. You deport them, they'll come back. So I would seek them out. They made themselves famous by going on television everywhere they could on college campuses. Seek them out, arrest them, charge them with treason, convict them, and sentence them to death. That's the way treason works in this country. George Washington hung his own soldiers when they were treasonous. We need to follow his example. Because then and only then do you have a deterrence to this treason. But you're not going to get any deterrence when these people act like this and you let them get away with it. There'll be no deterrence, none whatsoever. King Abdullah II wanted to make it very clear when people were talking about refugees from Gaza and where they might locate and relocate he makes it clear that not in his country and not in Egypt. On the issues of refugees coming to Jordan, and I think I can quite strongly speak on behalf not only of um, 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 uh, Jordan as a nation, but of uh, our friends in Egypt, that is a red line. Uh, because I think that is the plan by certain of the usual suspects to try and create de facto issues on the ground. No refugees in Jordan, no refugees in Egypt. Carpe diem, King Abdullah II. No refugees. We don't want them. Why would we want them? He's right. They're just trying to start trouble over there. And then they'll try to identify Jordan as a troublemaker. Who should take the Gaza refugees? How about Nikki Haley's ideas? 
This is something that I always said the Arab countries, it was their responsibility, not American taxpayer responsibility. And when it comes to the refugees, the Hamas supporting countries should be the ones that take them. Qatar, Iran, and Turkey. Those are the three countries that should take any refugees. And, you know, and they know that. But you'll see this time and time again. Wait until this starts and everybody's going to blame Israel for everything that happens. But the key is... Don't fall for it. Don't talk about restraint. Don't talk about a ceasefire. Don't even talk about it. And the fear is that Biden's over there trying to talk to Benjamin Netanyahu about restraint. There should be zero restraint on the part of the Israelis. Absolutely zero. They should do what they need to do to eradicate and eliminate Hamas. And while they're at it, Hezbollah, why would you stop with Hamas? Hezbollah is sitting right there on the northern border of Israel. Why would you stop after you eliminate Hamas? Just go get them. Because if you don't, you're going to have to fight this war again sooner or later. Wipe them off the face of the earth. And every time one of these terrorist groups reforms, although I haven't seen ISIS reform after Trump took them out, but every time they do, you wipe them out without hesitation. You don't need anybody's permission if you're Israel. You don't need permission from this doddering old fool. You don't need anything. You need support from the United States. You need our military to support you and show that they support you. Now, these aircraft carrier fleets that he's uh, deployed over there, they're getting closer, so they're within striking distance now. Now there's a real threat from them. But it's imminent. It's not. It's it's like it's not like it's not going to happen. The Israelis are just waiting for the right time. I don't know what the right time is. I wish they'd act now. That'd be my call. Go. All systems go. You don't have to wait for this old codger. If you wait for him, you wait forever. We all know that too. Sandy Cortez, though. She wants more refugees to come here to the United States, not not where Nikki Haley wants to send them. Sandy Cortez thinks we should open up our arms, our bank accounts, our homes, our neighborhoods, our streets, our hotels, and take all the refugees we can take. I think there's something to be said about the region's partners being able to support and step up Palestinians. However, that does not abdicate the United States from our historic role that we've played in the world of accepting refugees and allowing people to restart their lives here. That's not the historic role we've played in the world, dumbass. Go bartend, will you please? Go make a mixed white Russian or some mixed drink for somebody. It's what you do best. I love it when she's starting to quote our role in history. That's when you know things are really bad. Comical, but bad. Our role in history is to take people in who come here legally who aren't coming in here to destroy us. I wouldn't trust one single Arab in this country. Not one. I know people who are very well-educated, very successful, Jewish, who told me the other night, all Arabs should die. That's how passionate Jewish people are about this, and they should be. People tend to forget or ignore the kind of mayhem that took place in Israel two weekends ago or a week ago last Saturday. 
we weren't talking about just murdering people. We're talking about savage animals, burning children alive, beheading children, raping the women, who knows how old they were, killing them in front of their parents. You wonder why that stirs Jewish passions? You wonder why it stirs passions in people like me? Because they're savage animals. And you want to make me angry? You want to make the Jewish people angry? You want to make civilized people angry everywhere? Go ahead and defend them, you worthless bastards. You're lucky you're not getting shot. Because it's not going to take much in this country right now to have people snap. I think we are on the verge of a complete meltdown in this country. It isn't far away. Ben Dominich understands that sending a bizarre old man over to Israel is dangerous at best. I don't think anybody actually wants Joe Biden in the room for any of this. It's not like he's going to add anything to the discussion. Really, you're just going to have to sit there and put up with him doddering as he does in so many of these foreign policy situations, you know, pretending like he's still the head of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee and meandering and uh, recollecting the past, you know, telling old fish stories and the like. Look, the the Biden administration (laughs) has all sorts of things to answer for as when it comes to uh, implementing policies that led us up to this crisis, that led us up to this war of coddling Iran for so long. The the JV team from the Obama uh, era, they're all back in charge. They've led us to this point. And the fact that he's going over there is it's totally a distraction. It's not going to help at all. And frankly, the Israelis are perfectly capable of. They are perfectly capable on their own. They don't need his permission. They don't need his help. They need our military to back him up, and that's it. But we don't need Biden's permission if you're an Israeli. And he, that's all he does is sit back. You know, I could just see him in there telling all these lousy lies. My, you know, my son Bo, you know, he died in the war. So I hope uh, I can talk to some of the people who've lost their family members. Let me talk to the people who've chil- whose children were beheaded. I can talk to them. or You know, I can, I can talk to... A lot of those kinds of people, that's for sure. Good morning. You're on the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, King's Court. Hey, Kevin, this is Mark. Hi, Mark. How you doing? Pretty good. First-time caller. Been listening to you forever. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And I just wanted to call and say, you know, you, you just played AOC again, and I wonder if people even realize that she can't even speak the English language. She's not she bright. Says it she says it doesn't abdicate the United States from its responsibilities. I mean, dang. I, what, you know what? When I first heard that clip, I said to myself, am I missing something? I'm going to look up abdicate because it doesn't, <laughs> it, it, it does not fit in that, in that statement. But that's, she's one of those people that loves to use what she considers to be a big word because after all, I'm just a bartender. I've got to at least sound intelligent. But bartenders shouldn't use big words. You know, yeah. nothing against bartenders, but they're not diplomats. They're not Congress people, or they shouldn't be. They shouldn't have any role in any decision-making on your future, on your life. Would you like to go into a bar and tell the bartender, by the way, I've got great career decisions to make. Could you help me, please? <laughs> Is that where you go for advice? No. no you don't go I there don't at all. <laughs> And you sure as hell don't go to her because we can't we, we 
we we cannot rem- we, we have to remember that we can't we have an abdication. <laughs> yeah, and then he, she sits around and pontificates about stuff she has no idea. None. What she's talking about. She has no idea what she's talking about. Why don't we send, here's my, my suggestion all along. Send refugees and illegal aliens to her house or to Cher's house who claimed, you know, we were savages for not letting them in her. Oprah, Oprah give away cars. She can give away some extra rooms in that mansion of hers, that big ass place. She yeah. could have some, she could have Juan and Pedro in her house. <laughs> no, they won't do that. They won't no. do that. Million years. Juan and Pedro can be there, but they better be cutting the grass. <laughs> Isn't that pathetic? It is pathetic. It really. It just shows you what phonies these people are. Yeah, they yeah. want them to live in your neighborhood, but not in theirs. Yeah, and if if what happened to Israel happened here, we would be so livid that we wouldn't stop killing people until every last one of them was dead. And yet we tell Israel not to do that. Yeah. And, uh, just go uh, ahead and take it. Yeah, Take it. Yeah, you're supposed to sit there and take it and just calm down, would you please? Yeah, calm down and let them do it again. They raped women. They murdered children, beheaded them, burned them alive. And, they're, and the Israelis are supposed to sit there and take it. They're not supposed to react. Come on now, show yeah. some restraint. Yeah. And then we're wasting our men and our energy and all of our money and equipment fighting a war someplace we have no business being so that we'll use it all up for when we really need it. Well, we've used up just about everything we have. I mean, our strategic oil reserves are depleted completely. Pretty soon we won't have any weapons or ammunition, any money. We don't have any money. We're just using money. We're printing money we don't have. I mean, this this country is a disaster right now. And until this bastard gets out of there, it's going to stay that way. Oh, yeah. It's not going to change. Not a bit. Well, I'll let you go. All right, Mark. I appreciate your call. Thanks, man. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, it, it, we all know it's not going to change. Trump, Trump, Trump. I mean, that, that's the only answer. Trump, Trump, Trump. If it's not Trump, it's not changing. It's going to stay where it is. And we all know that. But Mark's completely right. When we hear Sandy Cortez speak, I understand that sitcoms have a place in our in our country. The liberals in Hollywood don't make sitcoms anymore because they can't. I mean, my gosh, it might it might step on someone's toes. Good humor. The only place I hear humor and good jokes anymore is on Gutfeld. And he takes risks. I mean, they have to be risks. The management over there at Fox is so liberal now. I got to believe that every time Gutfeld goes on, he's risking his career. Good for him. But we don't have sitcoms anymore, so we thank Sandy Cortez for speaking from time to time because she creates the uh, appearance of sitcoms still being popular in our country because she's a walking sitcom. Now, unless the sitcom's name is Blackish, it doesn't get on the air anymore. Ben Dominich knows, by the way, that we should be very concerned with Biden not only making the trip to Israel, but if he opens his mouth and says the wrong thing, and causes an international incident, which is highly likely. 
I think the thing that we should be most concerned about is if Joe Biden goes over there and decides to really meddle Hold in, off in, in what Israel wants to do. We've seen right. this kind of creeping uh, movement in a direction that basically says, well, you know, the Israelis, we don't want to overreact too much to the worst attack on the Jewish people since the end of the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, don't, we don't want things to go too far. No, they should be left to solve their own business. They're perfectly capable of doing it themselves, and Joe Biden has no business uh, lecturing them about strategy or what he believes they ought to do. He really doesn't. He has no business lecturing the Israelis. None. He really has no business being over there. And they make a big deal out of it. Oh, he's the first president to visit Israel in in a time of war. He caused the war. Does everybody realize that? Biden's energy policies caused this war. And you'll hear people smarter than me tell that story a little bit later on this morning. But when you when you took us from energy independence and made us depend on Iran and Venezuela and Russia, all of a sudden you enrich those countries beyond their wildest dreams. And what do they do with that enrichment? They call Hamas and Hezbollah and say, "Hey, we've got, we're flush with cash. You want to go kill some Israelis? Go kill some Jews, as many as you can. Kill them all. We'll give you the money." That's all thanks to Biden. Biden, if there was an international court that was worth a crap, Biden would be charged already with multiple murders. He's a serial murderer. Everything that's gone wrong in the world has been as a result of his policy ideas. If you don't believe that, go back and look at Trump's four years. There was peace. There was order. There was none of this crap going on. Why? Was Trump lucky? No, he wasn't lucky. Well, in the sense that he made his own luck. When the rest of the world fears the United States, and that's how it has to be, then everything's peaceful. But when they don't fear the United States, when they sense weakness, when they smell weakness, and, and Biden gives it off, he is the walking, talking odor of weakness. Then they do what they're doing all over the world. Bad actors are always, always cowards. So when you kick the bully in the nuts, he pays attention. But when you pat him on the shoulder and shake his hand and say, golly gee whiz, I hope we can all work together. Then he looks at you like, thank you, I'm going to walk all over you. The latter is Biden. The kick in the nuts came courtesy of Donald Trump. It's no coincidence that we had peace everywhere. Liz Peek has some thoughts about Biden blame, running around blaming the MAGA Republicans. That's, that's his new one. The MAGA Republicans are to blame for what's going on in the Middle East right now. Liz Peek, is that offensive to you? I, I think it's the most offensive thing possibly he's ever said in office. And that is a long, long list. Uh, look, since the day he took office, every single thing he's done has been to overturn what Trump's policies were. And every single time it has backfired, whether it's at the border or in our relations with China or relations with Russia, you name it. This is a weak president. The world sees it. If we are talking about a bumbling, stuttering incapable man of 80 years old trying to lead this country. Imagine what the thugs that run all those 
evil countries look at. I mean, they see a guy who cannot defend America is not defending America. And now he's blaming his political opponents for all the things that he has done wrong. Energy is just the tip of the iceberg, but it is a really big tip of the iceberg because in suppressing American production, which should be three to four million barrels a day higher than it is right now, he has emboldened and enriched Iran uh, Venezuela, Russia, and other countries. Everything he has done is wrong. It is, it, it's inconceivable that he is blaming MAGA Republicans for the turmoil we see basically stemming from his misguided policies. It is incredible that he continually does that. Remember, this is the uniter, the guy who unites the country. I'm so sick of hearing about, can, can so-and-so unite the country? Can Donald Trump unite the Republicans? Can Jim Jordan unite the Republicans? The answer is, I've rep- I'll repeat it again. I've said it many times. I don't want to live in a country that's united. I don't want to live in a place where everybody thinks the same and everybody agrees with everybody else. This country wasn't built on that. It was built on some independent mavericks doing things their way for the betterment of everybody else. But they did it their way because they knew their way was the right way. And it turned out they were right. So this nonsense of united is just stupid. Who wants to be exactly like your neighbor? Do you want all of your neighbors to be Stepford people just like you? I don't. I like to hear different views. There aren't many that the liberals ever offer that are worth hearing. But if they had some, I'd certainly like to listen. It's just amazing. Amazing. So knock off the united crap. But by the way, if if he were supposed to be a uniter, like he claims to be, how do you how do you unite people? That's a lot of you use. When you're screaming and yelling that MAGA Republicans are causing everything bad in the world. That's half the people in this country, you jackass. At least half. Isn't it amazing how Biden and Hillary Clinton and all the liberals are always doing the name calling, but then calling Donald Trump out when he calls Elizabeth Warren Pocahontas or Hillary Clinton Crooked Hillary? Those are fun nicknames. I love them, by the way. Larry Kudlow, what did they find on the dead bodies of these Hamas savages in Israel? But documents recovered from the bodies of dead Hamas terrorists show orders to kill as many Israelis as possible. All right? Don't want to forget that. One document from Hamas terrorists sent to attack Sa'ad, which is a 670-person collective farming community, that document instructed the terrorists to, quote, take control of the kibbutz, kill as many individuals as possible, and capture hostages until receiving further instructions, uh, period, end quote. That's how they are. Those are their marching orders. Now, who orders people to go into another country and kill as many people as you can? The stunning thing is that we have people all over this country, mostly students, but there are adults, there, you see college professors, who think it's cool, who think those orders are cool. There's a black professor at Cornell 
And I would play the clip for you, except you can't hear him. He's on a portable microphone screaming and yelling in a street that he felt exhilaration when he heard the details of the savage killings. He was excited by it. What is he doing in this country? We don't want people like him. But he's teaching at an Ivy League school. What's he teaching? Hate Jews? Of course he's teaching to hate Jews. My guess is a lot of Jews went to Cornell. They have a big, long uh, graduation list, I'll guarantee you, of alumni. What do they think of that? You know, we're finally hearing the Jewish population have a voice. Far too long they stay quiet. I guess they learned that in the Holocaust. But when you stay quiet, they'll do it to you again. Every Jewish person of any influence whatsoever should be screaming at Cornell University to fire that SOB. He needs to be gone. How would you ever describe the slaughtering of children, the raping of kids, the raping of women, the burning of people alive, beheading children? How would you ever describe that as exhilarating? Unless you're a savage animal yourself. And that's the kind of a guy that Cornell is proud to have Teaching young people? Teaching them what? To rape children, burn them alive, behead them? He's in favor of that. He's made that clear. He was exhilarated by it. How is, first of all, how is he still alive? That's a question I have. But the fact that he's alive and still has a job tells you how effed up this country is. That guy shouldn't be permitted to ever work in this country again, especially in academia. Just get him out of here. You want to know why this country's effed up? Because we let people like him stay here. That's why. Ned Ryan, what's the most important thing Biden can do right now? The, the most important thing that Biden can do literally in this situation is shut up and let Israel deal with Hamas in a definitive way that it's decimated and never rises up again as a threat to Israel. The most important thing is we stay out of Israel's way in this moment. And and, and the, the other thing that we can do as we stay out of Israel's way is make sure that Iran, China, Russia, whoever else keeps their distance as well. Let Israel deal with the threat and stay out of their way. That's the most important thing the Biden administration can do, but I agree with Ben. There's a reason that Blinken's been over there. There's a reason, reason that Biden is going. And I suspect they're trying to talk Israel out of doing what it needs to do to remove Hamas as a threat. I suspect the exact same thing. The only reason Biden is over there trying to stay awake is to convince Benjamin Netanyahu that appeasement is the answer. Because that's all Biden ever does. And by the way, when's he going to cut that mullet that he has hanging on the back of his head? He looks like a jackass. But that's what he's there for. He's over there talking appeasement. You could count on it. There is no other reason to go. Now, they claim he's going to meet with the first responders and the families of the victims. Why would they want to meet with him? He caused their children to be killed, their aunts, their uncles, their moms, their dads. He's the reason those people are dead. If I were a first responder and he came to talk to me, I'd say, you know what? I saw children beheaded because of you. 
Get out of here. You old fart. Get out of here. And by the way, cut that mullet. You look like an ass. Sandy Cortez was espousing that very philosophy. And you know, she's got Biden's ear. She's sending the message clearly to Israel. Would you people just calm down? It is in the interest of every single actor in this region to have a cooling of tensions here. I don't believe that any singular actor wants to see an escalation in violence, an escalation in the vo- uh, in the volatile uh, situ- the volatility of the situation. What's important to note about a ceasefire is that it's not one-sided. Israel does have a right to to self-defense. I think what we need to take a look at in this situation is if collective punishment qualifies as defense. Wow. By the way, volatile. Why don't you learn how to speak? You make me volatile every time I hear that sneaky, creaky voice of yours, you little rodent. Israel, she's, I guarantee you Israelis everywhere are happy to hear her say Israel has the right to defend itself. Because I'm sure they were all wondering when their children were burned and beheaded and raped. I'm sure each Israeli said to each other, but what does Sandy Cortez think? Does she think we have a right to fight back? Because we've got to wait for her to weigh in. Does collective murder qualify as self-defense? Somebody ought to collectively murder her. No, I'm not going to suggest that. Get her out of office. Destroy her career. Destroy it so that there's nothing left. Send her back to the bar. It's where she's most comfortable. She's sickening. Every Jewish person should should seek her out in Congress and make their feelings known. And it's time for the Jews to make their feelings known. Quit being silent. Speak up. Alan Dershowitz is. The rest of you should follow suit, especially if you have any kind of influence whatsoever in any possible way, anywhere. Speak up. Because this has gotten crazy. People in this country are lunatics. Complete and total. It's to the point now where you don't have to be Jewish to be angry at these people. Newt Gingrich thinks the same thing, that Biden quietly is going to push for appeasement. They have sent two carrier battle groups. Biden has said clearly over and over, do not do this in terms of Hezbollah and Iran. Now, at some point, you'll get to a point where either he either acts or he looks like a total complete fool. And I think at that point, he will not have much choice. In terms of the meeting, I'm worried about the meeting uh, tomorrow, today in Israel, uh, because I think the Israelis have to be reassured that whatever steps are necessary to eliminate uh, Hamas, the United States will support. Not this, you know, do as much as you can while being reasonable. If Hamas is still around a year from now, Israel will have been defeated and the United States will have been defeated. So this is the moment to calmly and methodically eliminate Hamas as a system, to do whatever it takes to achieve that. And I am totally in favor of the Israelis being very calm, very methodical, very deliberate, but getting the job done. And I hope that Biden is not going to suggest to them that they do anything less 
than the complete destruction of Hamas. Carpe diem, Newt Gingrich. By the way, the Israelis also released a telephone conversation, taped. I don't know how these people get it, but they got it. Between these Islamic jihadists, one said, it looks like the missile fired at the hospital was one of ours. The other one says, what? And he says, it's one of ours. He says, you're saying it's us? He said, that's right, it's us. And yet the media in this country and worldwide jumped immediately and blamed Israel. One thing this entire nightmare has made clear to the Israelis, I would think, and to every Jewish person in America, the world is not with you. It hasn't changed since Nazi Germany. The Holocaust is real, and this is the Holocaust Part 2. And if you're not careful, it'll be every bit as murderous as the first rendition. Because the savage animals are out there. They're after you. They exist right here in the United States. They call themselves college students and college professors. I bet you didn't think that was the case. But it's always good when people expose themselves. And if you can believe this, these Harvard students now have an Arab uh, arm of the Harvard student body that is demanding money and mental health treatments for the students who said it was Israel's fault because they're getting so much backlash. So they're now the victims. Imagine how they transfer themselves from protesters to victims. And they did it quickly. And they want money. Again, we didn't have this during Donald Trump's peaceful four years. We didn't have a president running around telling everybody, hey, listen, calm down, because the president then had some balls. K.T. McFarland worked as the deputy national security advisor in the Trump administration. How did Trump prevent this from happening? When we had energy independence, the price of oil was really low. Iran, Russia, our adversaries were broke. They couldn't afford a war. Biden reverses that. Iran has a lot of extra money. He stops the sanctions on Iran. Iran can sell the oil. All of a sudden, Iran is flush with cash that it can pay for terrorist activities and its own nuclear program. So none of that would have happened during the Trump administration. But the other thing is that Trump made really clear, I stand with Israel no matter what. And I do think that the countries in the region, as well as countries around the world, knew that Donald Trump was capable of letting our allies do whatever they needed to do to protect themselves so that Trump would have Israel's back if Israel had to go into Gaza, if Israel had to go and deal with um, Hezbollah in the north, if Israel decided to go take out Iran's nuclear sites. Does anybody think Joe Biden will allow any of these things to happen? No. He'll, at the end, mark my words, within a month's time, probably within two weeks' time, Biden will be calling for ceasefire, Israel will be the bad guy in the Middle East, Israel will be responsible for all these things, and then Israel could well be alone within a month. That's a scary thought, but I completely agree with her. Do you have any doubt in your mind that that could happen with Biden? Do you have any doubt in your mind that he would not bless Israel going into Iran and destroying their nuclear capabilities, blowing up their oil refineries? There is no doubt that Biden would resist that if Israel said they were doing it. 
Now, I'm not so sure what Biden could do about it. And if I was the Israelis, I'd do it anyway. And then just wait it out until the next election or until he gets his mullet cut, one of the two, whichever comes first. But why would you care what he thinks? He's going to be gone. But I guarantee you, Anthony Blinken has been over there for two weeks trying to talk the Israelis out of attacking. I swear to you. There are reports, and who knows how accurate they are, that Biden and Blinken are saying all the right things publicly, but privately they're urging Israel not to strike. I believe that. I have no trouble believing that. First of all, Biden's asleep, so he doesn't know what's going on. But I have no trouble believing that. Liz Austin is a TV personality and an activist. And she understands just how embarrassing what happened to Biden really is. And if you missed it, while he was in the air going to Israel, King Abdullah II canceled the meeting with him. And so did other people over there. So two meetings were canceled that Biden had scheduled. That That is a slap in the face directly into the president of the United States. And Liz Austin understands that. It's quite embarrassing, I have to say. America has become a global laughing stock, and it's never been this way before. It's frightening. It's not okay. And and I think the correct adjective is it's just embarrassing. I said Liz Austin. Here's here's what's embarrassing. Her name's Emily. My bad. It was Liz Peaks earlier. It's Emily Austin. Get it right, Slayton. Don't start sounding like Biden. But I'm awake. I'm fully awake. I mean, every video I've seen of him in Israel, he's falling asleep while other people are speaking. This guy can't stay awake for 10 seconds. Drug the man, would you please? Get him to scream and yell like he always does here. (laughs) It's really bizarre. He's bizarre, though. So why should we be surprised? (laughs) I mean, it it is kind of funny, though. But he's just trying to draw attention to himself. And Emily Austin knows that. This is a distraction, and it's designed to keep us away from all of his problems here. And she's not stupid. Emily Austin knows it. Personally, I believe that Biden will be more effective from afar. There's nothing he can accomplish overseas besides distracting what's a very timely situation and draw a lot of attention on himself in doing so. But I think he knows that. Listen, nobody has time for shenanigans at this point. The world has perfectly learned how to acclimate using Zoom, and I'm sure that he can be just as effective in doing so. Yeah, do a Zoom meeting. What are you going over there for? Oh, he wants to meet the first responders and the families of the victims. Well, you're going to be there all day because there's 1,400 victims. I guess just a few families will suffice. He'll tell them to spread the word. Bo Biden died in war, too. Emily Austin, is there any justification that you can find for this visit? The only way I justify this visit is if he was, in fact, mediating a meeting between Abbas and Netanyahu, but we've just received news that he is not doing that. So what exactly is your purpose in going if you're not going to try to find peace? Is he going to give us some war advice? I don't think so. So I, I think it's a big waste of time. I think it's a very convenient distraction. And nobody needs war advice from that clown, least of all the Israelis. As you've heard time after time, person after person say, they're perfectly capable of carrying out and executing this war. If they start getting attacked from three fronts, that's when those aircraft carriers better start shooting. I can't imagine it would take a long time to wipe out Hezbollah on the north northern border of Israel. I can't imagine it. 
And in fact, they've been firing missiles over the border in the north. They haven't come across because they know what would happen. But the same thing should happen when they fire missiles. For every missile they fire, one of our aircraft carriers should fire 10 at them. And you know what? It'll only take 10 because they'll stop real fast. Once again, though, you have to understand how to deal with a bully. Biden doesn't know how because he is a bully himself. Newt Gingrich agrees with my philosophy as to how to handle Hezbollah to the north. Well, I hope that the reason President Biden sent two nuclear carrier battle groups, which is an enormous amount of combat power, into the eastern Mediterranean, is to make clear that if Hezbollah attacks Israel, that they will be annihilated. And I would hope that we're communicating the same thing to Iran. Uh, if this becomes, people need to remember, if this became an existential fight for the survival of Israel, Israel has nuclear weapons. Israel's not going to peacefully accept a second Holocaust. And so folks in Iran are playing with, with very dangerous circumstances in terms of what's going on. I would hope the United States will make very clear that if we had to, reluctantly, but we would, ensure that a northern front never developed and that Hezbollah was annihilated, which we have the capacity to do. And we need to do it the minute they enter the fray. And that means fire a missile. You don't just let them willy-nilly fire missiles at Israelis. You just don't let them have it. you got to bombard the hell out of them. Destroy them. Take them out. Show that you mean business when you say that you back Israel 100%. It's not as though Hezbollah and Hamas are going to send their air force out to sea and attack your aircraft carriers since they don't have an air force. This is the easiest war for Americans to win. And yet again, any one of these people protesting in this country, siding with terrorists, need to be arrested, charged with treason, convicted, and either executed or deported. I'm, I'm in favor of execution. That's what we do with traitors in this country. Because as soon as you dispatch them elsewhere, they'll be back. Nicole Parker is a former FBI agent. She left because she couldn't stand Christopher Ray and the corruption that has infected the FBI. But she thinks we have a big target on our backs. There is a very huge target on our backs. We have to know who is in our country. Um, those that have, the, those on the left, many on the left are sympathizing with those that they believe are oppressed. AOC believes that we should take in anyone. You know, they've been oppressed. Let's take them to the United States. We need to take care of them. Let's, let's do that. That is extremely dangerous to our national security and would be detrimental to our nation. We already have enough security issues on our hands. We have a southern border that is completely wide open. We have no idea who is here. And we cannot tolerate anyone else that has not been vetted. Even those that have been vetted, that have come into the United States, they are a threat as well. Yeah, see, this is what scares me the most, is that there are cells here. There's Hamas, there's Hezbollah, there's any any terrorist group you can name. They're here. This is all Biden's doing. When they strike, and they will, he probably won't be in office. So he might try to escape the blame. But make no mistake, he will be to blame for any and every terrorist act that ever occurs again on U.S. soil because the people who perpetrate the attacks were led in by him.
when Nicole Parker talks about we should be vetting, it's way too late. That I mean, the, that's like locking the, the barn door after the horse was stolen. The horse is gone. These people are here. They haven't been vetted. They don't vet anybody. Well, I, I take it back. If you're trying to get here legally, you'll get vetted. So those days are over. And she knows the vetting process has been has been a joke. The vetting process is is very complicated and difficult, and there are many people that are coming into our country that have been vetted. But again, anyone right now that wants to act up in the name of the strife of what's occurred in Israel, you're going to be seeing, unfortunately, I believe that you're going to be seeing a lot of individuals that are going to use this as an opportunity to act up in violence. And there have been dormant, you know, terrorist groups that we haven't heard a lot about recently. And I have no doubt in my mind that they are using this as an opportunity. ISIS, Hezbollah, Hamas. There's no question. And they're here. You know, they can use it as an opportunity elsewhere, and it's not as frightening. But they're here. And they're going to use it as an opportunity here. And they're going to strike us. And they're going to strike Jewish centers all over the country, synagogues. They'll be pointing at them. We know it's coming. Where's the crack FBI? How come they haven't identified them? The lunatics in Lebanon and Beirut now are storming the U.S. Embassy. What the U.S. Embassy ought to do is just open fire on them. They're throwing stuff at them. Who knows? They're probably throwing bombs at them. They're repelling them with big fire hoses. The hell with the fire hose. I mean, you know, you got to put these people down like the rabid dogs that they are. They're just dogs. They're rabid dogs. They've got rabies. And then we've got the speaker situation in the House. And I love it when these cowardly Republicans all miss the boat. And that includes every one of them on television, the Hannity's, the Laura Ingram's, the dopes who don't know what they're talking about. The very people who scream and yell for no more spending are the people who are criticizing Matt Gates and his faction in the Republican Congress for trying to stop runaway spending. <laughs> can you get this dumb? Well, yeah, you can. James Comer shows us that he can. And this highlights the mistake that Matt Gates and those seven other Republicans made putting us in this position. They worked with every Democrat in here to create this chaos and uh, we got to get a speaker. I hope Jim Jordan's our candidate. If not, we're going to have to go back to the drawing board and, and try to find someone that uh, is a strong conservative that can that can lead us and do something about runaway spending here in this town. So he just criticized Matt Gates and that faction and then says we need a leader who can lead us away from runaway spending. That's what Matt Gates is doing. Is he aware of this? I wonder if he is. (laughs) But this is how stupid they are. And some of the people that didn't uh, didn't vote for for Jim Jordan are really disappointing. John James of Michigan didn't vote for him. John James is a black congressman. He was running for Senate when, in 2020, he had his election stolen. And then he later ran for for the House, and he won. But there's no reason not to vote for Jordan now. All right, you guys have made your point. I agree with it. 
You did the right thing by ousting McCarthy. Now it's time. Get your conservative leadership in there, and Jim Jordan is exactly that. But imagine Comer blaming Matt Gates and then saying, we need somebody who will stop the runaway spending. That's what Matt, Matt Gates ought to be your speaker. He really should be. Comer claims that they had no plan B. No plan B, no uh, alternative plan. Their goal and objective was to get rid of Kevin McCarthy. They had to work with 220 or 210 Democrats to do that. Idiotic. And here we are, three and a half weeks without a speaker. That was Laura Ingram who clapped and said, idiotic. She's so illiterate, she has no idea what took place. In her world, which is traditional Republican... You just accept the status quo. You spend your your way into oblivion. Nobody cares. You vote for bills that are all jumbled together so that nobody knows what they're voting for. She's perfectly fine with that. Well, of course you would be. You make multi-millions of dollars. But what about the people who depend on people in Congress to do things for them? All of these spending bills that are lumped in with other things, all this pork for different congressmen and women for their little district. What about us? She, Laura Ingram doesn't care. You think Laura Ingram cares about anybody except the elitist? That's the problem with these Fox people. They're elitists. Not all of them, of course. You've got Gutfeld. And then you've got Gutfeld. And then after that, you have Gutfeld. You've got somebody like this Dumbo Akeem Jeffries. Now, this guy, when you listen to him, you are truly listening to one of the dumbest people ever created on earth. This guy is so stupid. I actually love hearing him talk because he's so dumb and he he repeats the same thing every single time he opens that uneducated, idiotic mouth of his. Every single time that moron talks, it's MAGA Republicans this, MAGA Republicans that. He can't say anything else. He's that stupid. And, of course, he's the leader on the liberal side of the House of Representatives, if you can believe that. (laughs) I mean, it's incredible how dumb this guy is. But when he talks, you know, there's an old saying. It's better to remain silent and appear a fool than to speak and remove all doubt. And when this guy speaks, he removes all doubt that he's just an idiot and that he's always been an idiot. Listen to this guy. He can't talk without saying a MAGA Republicans are the ones to blame for everything. You know, the Astros are down two games to none. It's the MAGA Republicans fault. The Diamondbacks are down two games to none. MAGA Republicans. Jim Jordan is the poster child for MAGA extremism. He is a clear and present danger to our democracy. There are many good men and women on the Republican side of the aisle who are qualified to be the speaker of the House of Representatives. There is no circumstance where Jim Jordan is one of them. Well, why don't you name the ones who are? If you're this magnanimous guy that you act like you are, many Republicans are qualified, he said, but then he didn't name any. But not Jim Jordan. Now, why isn't Jim Jordan qualified in the in the esteemed deep 
intellectual mind of Hakeem Jeffries. He's not qualified because he's conservative, because he's not a doormat. He's not Kevin McCarthy. So he's not qualified. He'll actually hold people accountable. So he's not qualified. He won't go along with the Democrats' BS, so he's not qualified. He'll demand accountability, so that makes him eminently not qualified. And he's a true conservative. And he gets things done. What has Akeem Jeffries ever accomplished in his life other than get elected in what I'm sure is a rigged election? But every time I hear him speak, I think, I'm listening to one of the dumbest people I've ever heard speak. In that respect, it's somewhat unique because you don't always, it's not every day that you get to hear one of the dumbest people you've ever heard speak. But when I hear Hakeem Jeffries speak, that's what I'm getting. One of the dumbest. (laughs) Right up there with Rashida Tlaib. Bombing a hospital is among the worst of war crimes, says Ilhan Omar. Well, you're right, and your people did it. Your people. Isn't that funny? You thought you could blame it on the Jews, but you couldn't because the Israelis did their homework. And you want to talk about technology? You want to talk about intelligent? I mean, how good were the Israelis in their technology capabilities to be able to pinpoint whether it was the Islamic Jihad that fired the missile or Hamas? They were able to determine which one. (laughs) And you've got Omar and Tlaib and Cori Bush running around. Ban the Israelis. We can't give them any money. Get them out of here. We hate them. They're just Jew haters. You thought Hitler was dead, didn't you? There is no difference between Adolf Hitler, Heinrich Himmler, Hermann Goring, Joseph Goebbels, every one of them, Martin Bormann, you name them, you pick your favorite Nazi. And there's no difference between them and Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, Cori Bush, although she's too dumb to be a Nazi. She doesn't even know what a Nazi is. She just goes along with the crowd so she can get attention. Jamal Bowman, the fire chief, Ayanna Presley. There's no difference between them and those Nazis I just named. Put a swastika around their arm, let them wear the armband, and let them kick, click their heels and heil Hitler because that's what they are. When I read accounts of the Holocaust, and when I continue to read them today, I still find myself saying, how could this have happened? How did Hitler, and I'm fascinated by the answer to that because I don't know the answer, how could you get an entire country to go along with your mayhem? But then I look at modern day today. Iran does it by the strong arm of their people, and so that's what Hitler was doing. Even though A lot of Germans feel that way. But a lot of Arabs are Jew haters. They just hate the existence of Jews. I was telling you earlier that there is a man who is, and and I hope I can get his name right. Let me see if I can give it a try. Klamath Palapitya. Klamath Palapichi, and I'm giving it my best shot. He's Indian. He is a billionaire. He's a Democratic donor. Didn't like Trump. He admits he didn't like Trump because of the lies that he was told by the media and Democrats. 
so he continued to donate to Democratic causes. Until one day he woke up, and he started to realize that they want you to hate Trump, and yet everything Trump did and everything he said was correct. Now, the host of this show begins by talking about Jared Kushner and how surprising it was to the host that Kushner, or Kushner did a lot of good things. It's if weird you, if you send your son-in-law to do it, but I listened to the last no, podcast. Okay, you know what? It's not weird because at the end, if you listen to this podcast, the most important thing that is resoundingly obvious about Jared Kushner is that he is incredibly thoughtful and incredibly competent. And right. why did we have to spend years being fed all of these stupid lies because one can judge for oneself, but Jared Kushner is thoughtful. He's smart. And I thought to myself, I was fed all these lies for years about how this guy was like moping around in the shadows and this and that. And it was all not true. Not only was it not true, but they intentionally lied. They intentionally slandered him. They intentionally investigated him for no reason. Jared Kushner is one of the unsung heroes of the Trump presidency, and I've said that many times. And if you read his book, Breaking History, you'll understand why. Jared Kushner was instrumental in negotiating trade deals, along with Robert Lighthizer. He was instrumental in the Abraham Accords. Him. Without Jared Kushner, there are no Abraham Accords. And when they say he's really smart and bright, he's brilliant. And he has felt the long arm of the law coming down on his family, on his father. And, of course, he has felt the wrath of Chris Christie, who was the prosecutor in his father's case. And yet, despite all that, despite what Christie did to his father, when Trump asked Jared Kushner in front of Christie, what do you think, Jared? He wants to be Secretary of State or Attorney General. And Kushner said, Mr. President, it's up to you. I wouldn't stand in the way. And that's when Trump, in front of Christie, said, Sorry, Chris, it's family. And family is important to me. You're out. And ever since then, we've seen the results of Christie's juvenile behavior. So Chamath Paliapaya is now a Trump supporter, where before he wasn't. He believes in Donald Trump. As a... Democrat who has been left homeless, who is now definitely in the center, but probably leaning increasingly right. I am left yet again with an appreciation, despite the messenger of the message of the Trump administration, because what those guys did was pretty incredible in hindsight. These Abraham Accords, the Accords with Israel and the GCC, the almost accord between Israel and Saudi to really be able to like find a long lasting peace is just a real example for the world. And you know, those guys did a lot of really good work. Is one's Trump derangement syndrome causing more damage than anything that Trump could have actually done? And I think the answer is yes, because like it's now causing us to not see that good work and then embrace and extend it. So much of the work that happened in that administration turns out to have been right. And that's what's so frustrating for me. The work on the border wall. We didn't like the messenger, so we killed the message. Turned out it was right. 
issuing long-term debt to refinance when rates were at zero. We didn't like the messenger, so we killed the message. A structural piece in the Middle East, we didn't like the messenger, so we killed the message. When are we going to stop shooting ourselves in the foot? And when are we going to actually see and take the time to look past who is saying things and actually listen to them word for word? I give him a big-time carpe diem. Now, you got to understand where he's coming from. Strong, strong, liberal, billionaire donor. Trump, I love the question he posed. Does Trump derangement syndrome cause more damage than anything Donald Trump could have done himself had he been the person they claimed he was? And the answer is no. Trump derangement syndrome causes more damage. These are sick people. And good for him. And and the host and good for him calling out the host when the host said, it's kind of weird that Trump would send his son-in-law to do these things. No, it's not weird. Jared Kushner is the most eminently qualified guy in the Trump administration. By far. By far, he was the most intelligent person. And the second most intelligent person was Ivanka. By far. So when all the liberals were screaming and wringing their hands about nepotism and all this, first of all, they didn't take a salary. Neither one of them got paid. And secondly, their contributions were spectacular. Were spectacular. I'm watching video of these idiots protesting outside the U.S. Embassy in Lebanon. My question is why? What what did the U.S. do to you in Beirut? They're knocking fences down. The closer they get is when open fire should take place. It's going to become a dangerous thing if you don't shoot them, get rid of them. Stephen Davidoff is a professor of law at the University of California, Berkeley. He's so pissed off at the Berkeley students, law students, who are claiming solidarity with the Hamas savages and murderers and animals, that he is now actively calling law firms and telling them not to hire any of his students. No, I mean, I I don't think it's fundamental that an employer should not hire someone who's a racist or someone who advocates discrimination against African-Americans or the murder and terrorism against over a thousand people, the rape, beheading babies, kidnapping. What what I'm merely saying is if you have someone that you're interviewing who's a law student, student who's an adult and they've made these statements or endorsed these statements, do not hire them. Um, they may have free speech in the university setting, but it doesn't mean like adults, they shouldn't fa- face the consequences in the private sector. Carpe diem, Stephen Davidoff. He wrote an op-ed saying exactly that. People are saying, well, that's too harsh. No, it's not. It's actually very smart. It's very fair. It's very well thought out. We need more courageous professors like him rather than the psycho lunatic loony bin liberal professors. Greg Gutfeld was on his game again last night and he had the Harvard coward students, the law students in his crosshairs. So if you haven't visited a college campus lately, you'd be in for a shock. And not just because the students are more rotund and brightly dyed than a handful of peanut M&Ms. Nope, they got strong opinions, big mouths and soft hands. 
But don't judge them because they're spoiled, lazy, pompous, vapid, selfish, entitled, elitist. <laughs> judge them because they're also rabid anti-Semites. You know how it started. More than 30 student groups at Harvard signed an open letter blaming Israel for the October 7th massacre of 1,400 Jews and counting. Women were raped, children were beheaded and burned, grandmothers were murdered, 200 Israelis are now being held hostage, and a bunch of American college students who believe calling a lumberjack and address sir is an act of violence signed their names to a statement supporting that. It reads in part, quote, we hold the Israeli regime entirely responsible for all unfolding violence. Today's events did not occur, occur in a vacuum. In the coming days, Palestinians will be forced to bear the full brunt of Israel's violence. Uh, it could have been written by Hamas. Probably was. One Harvard Law student who was on the board of one of the groups resigned, but said she didn't even see the statement until we had signed on. Well, that sucks. What's the next excuse? Sorry, I didn't recognize the anti-Semitism. The dog ate my copy of Mein Kampf. Here's an idea. If you don't want to make your anti-Semitism public, don't sign public statements of anti-Semitism. And save the old, I didn't know what I was signing for weaseling out of your student loans. <laughs> I love it. It's so spot on. It's so spot on. By the way, do you know how many refugees... We're admitted to this country under George W. Bush, 380,000. Under Obama, 557,000. Under Trump, it was down to 118,000. And now we know it's completely out of control under Biden. And they want more. The bartender wants more. Just since mid-2021, 90,000 Afghans have been welcomed to the United States. Just since mid-2021. That's just Afghans. It's a lot. Scary. Very, very scary. And we know they're not all good actors, as Sandy Cortez likes to call people. You know, they're bad actors. There's some actors. <laughs> She's insane. Absolutely insane. But Gutfeld wasn't done. What about the professors? Because everybody now is saying, well, you know, they're just kids. Kids will be kids. Gutfeld takes aim at the professors who are teaching them. Isn't it time to focus on the indoctrinators, not just the indoctrinated? Because it's the ones doing the brainwashing that matter most. Every day there's another story about an Ivy League professor praising the murder of Jews. They live in such a bubble that they think those babies deserve to die because they're oppressors. At Stanford, a lecturer named Amir Hassan Loggins called out Jewish students by name and then made them stand in the corner, quote, like Israel does to Palestinians. As if all Hamas needs is a timeout. I got news for you, Teach. That's not a juice box strapped to that guy's chest. He's apparently been suspended. And now Harvard's Arab Alumni Association has asked members to support groups who signed the pro-Hamas letter with emergency aid. They say they need cash to help students' mental health after they were subjected to relentless bullying for blaming Israel for the attacks. So they publicly released a pro-terror message, and now they're the victims, and they want to be paid for it. Sorry, scumbags. We ain't forgiving your loans or your love for terror. Carpe diem Gutfeld. They want to be paid. 
oh, we, we're the, we're, we've been impressed by these people who are criticizing us for our, our support of savage animals. We need mental health. We need pay. We need money. We need reparations. That's the next stop, right? Students may require legal counsel, health care, mental health support, financial aid, or mentorship to navigate these turbulent times. That's from the Harvard Arab Alumni Association. Did you know that Harvard had an Arab Alumni Association? I didn't either. Pretty sick. But they're sick. Gutfeld finished up on why the Harvard cowards have now changed their tune. They're starting to back away from those strong statements against the Israelis. But why are these students panicking now? Why are they backing away from their support for the massacre of Jews? Because they're scared that they won't get jobs. A billionaire hedge fund manager named Bill Ackman has asked Harvard for a list of students who signed the letter so that he and other CEOs don't inadvertently hire them. Several other CEOs joined in. So finally, they're holding those people accountable for their actions. Something as rare as a Republican on college campuses these days. Some are calling this cancel culture, but most of the same people are the ones who invented cancel culture. Libs used to think it was great fun to get people fired for making the okay sign or misgendering somebody. They enjoyed digging up decade-old tweets to embarrass people, like Roseanne's late-night words. They insisted we all should be defined by our worst moment and never be allowed to forget it. No forgiveness, no grace, no accounting for human error. But now the responsibly raised organic chickens have come home to roost. It's not so much fun when it's their turn, huh? How's it feel, bitches? Carpe six billion times DM Greg Gutfeld. How does it feel, bitches? Good for you. Spectacular stuff. Just like Jordan Krugman offers you if you're looking for health insurance. And let's just say you're not looking. Let's say you think you've got a great policy. You're pretty comfortable. You're pretty knowledgeable. You know you've got it. Kind of like me. I thought that. But then I called Jordan after I'd heard about him and after I'd talked to him. I met him out one time at one of the restaurants, and I I thought, you know what? This goes into the file that I have titled, What Have You Got to Lose? So I called him at 314-602-4055, 602-4055. You can find him online at thehealthinsuranceguy.net. And I found out that I was one of the people that were fooled. I did not have the best plan that I thought I had, and Jordan got me one. Now, here's what he does. He's a broker. So he's not married to one insurance company. He can take your financial needs, couple them with your health insurance needs, put together a package designed specifically for you, and then go with that plan to all of the insurance companies and get you the best price. Now, what does he find out for you? How good are the plans? Well, a lot of them are low-cost, comprehensive alternatives that you're not even aware of. I wasn't aware of the ones he showed me. Some have zero deductibles. Zero. But all of the plans are designed by Jordan Krugman to get you your out-of-pocket costs eliminated for accidental injuries, for hospitalization, for life-threatening illness. I always tell the story about a lady who had $100,000 in chemo bills for her cancer treatments. And because Jordan had designed her plan specifically for her needs, she owed nothing. He's located right here in our city, but he's also licensed in 23 states, including Illinois. So it, pretty much wherever you're listening, 
you can give Jordan a call at 314-602-4055. By the way, he also has all kinds of options for dental, vision, prescription, long-term care, disability, life insurance. Remember, he's a broker. Never any broker fees, though. And if you're looking at Medicare, you're approaching 65 and you're getting inundated in your mailbox. You walk out the driveway, you open your mailbox. Oh, my God, there's more Medicare junk. And you try to sort through it, you'll never figure it out. Throw it away. Call Jordan, 314-602-4055, or go to thehealthinsuranceguy.net. You will be glad that you did. That much I know. I will take a break, and then we're coming back in the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Window World, Kings Court.
welcome you back in. This is the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Window World, Kings Court. On kevinslaytonshow.com, this is where you come every morning for the unvarnished truth backed by facts and evidence. And you can hear the podcast right here. Also on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, Anchor, any place you listen to podcasts. And then our afternoon sports show, the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com sports show, will be on 590 The Fan and 590thefan.com. You can also hear the podcast on Spotify as well and all our same platforms, KevinSlaytonShow.com and the rest. So we've got you covered, and we've also got you covered when it comes to new cars, used cars, SUVs, trucks. STL-Cars.com is a simple and easy answer for all of your automobile needs. Do what I did, and I, I never suggest somebody do something that I wouldn't do. I go to STL-Cars.com. In fact, I've purchased three vehicles from the, these folks over the, over the last few years. And uh, the last one came from Tennessee. My son just got an SUV that he got through them, came from Alabama. And I'll tell you why that's important. Because you go to stl-cars.com, check the inventory out. There's over a 1,000 vehicles on there for you to pick from. Find the one you want, then call or text Don. And you call or text him at 314-626-3251. 314-626-3251. Locally owned and operated in Ellisville, Missouri, right off of Manchester Road. And you won't have to feel like buying a car is like going to the dentist. It's not going to be painful. In fact, it's pain-free. And it's not going to take very much of your time, as opposed to going to a dealership, then going to the next one, then the next one, trying to get the best deal. Pick the car, call Don or text him, 314-626-3251. Tell him what you want. Tell him what you want to pay for it. Now, if you can't find exactly what you want on the website, and this is where what I did comes in, call or text them and say, hey, Don, here's what I want. Here's what I'm looking for. I don't. I can't find it on the website. And he'll say, okay, what do you want to pay for it? You tell him, then he'll find it for you. He found mine in Tennessee, found my son's in Alabama. He's got a vast inventory of cars, trucks, and SUVs all over the country. Found a truck, a pickup truck for a friend of mine. 314 626 3251. Call or text Don after you've looked at the website, stl-cars.com. Our phone lines are open for you, 636-348-4460. 636-348-4460. If you want to weigh in on any of the uh, stories or any of the things that you've heard here today, I got a kick out of a, a great column that someone wrote Uh it's by the name, guy by the name of Ray, I'm sorry, Ray Cardello. And he wrote it for Conservative Daily News. And the title of it, Mr. President, with all due respect, stop lying to us. And he points out that they've had a credibility issue from the day they took office in 2020, or 2021, I guess, officially January. And they have no, they have no problem lying to you and lying to you repeatedly because it doesn't bother them to lie to you repeatedly. And that's what they do. And we'll give you a list of those lies here in a few moments. Uh, Kevin is up first. Hello, Kevin. How are you? I'm good, Kevin. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. It is a Wednesday hump day, and that means Friday is within sight. You got it. You got it. Hey, I'm glad you played that song a minute ago, because one of the lines in that song is, Fox News won't even show it. Yeah, they so, won't. So I tell you a little story here this morning. I got an email from Fox Nation saying, hey, your membership's going to be uh, renewing at the uh, end of November. And uh, it's $64.99. And 
Well, I got it a year ago when they had a special for like a couple bucks a month. All right. right. And I watched it a little bit. And then, you know, when they started going south, I just lost interest. Well, this email said, but hey, if you renew today, we'll do it for 50% off. And I started thinking to myself, guess what, Fox News? You can't give me enough of a discount to watch this anymore. I've had enough of you. And so I clicked the unsubscribe button for my membership, and it asked on there why you're canceling. And I said, I'm canceling. I clicked the one that said, you know, content, you know, don't. Not, not, not the right content, basically. Don't watch anymore. But it said other. And I clicked other and it asked you to type a reason. And I typed, I quit watching when you quit being Fox News. And I hit unsubscribe and sent it to him. Did you hear back from him? <laughs> not yet. I just sent it right before I called you. <laughs> oh, okay. So we're, we're, we're fresh in their mind. Yes. Yeah, so That'll be interesting to see if you hear back from them. Let's see how much they really care. Yeah, if I get another email that says, here's another discount or whatever, you know. Yeah, pretty soon but they'll I be just, paying you to take it. Well, I wanted to say this out on your show to your vast audience because people, that's how you fight back. Remember what happened to CNN Plus? Nobody bought it. So if you don't buy it, they're going to get the message. So I'm done buying it. I, and I only watch one show on their free station, which is Fox, you know, Fox News Channel, and that's Gutfeld like you. I, I, I record – Ingram and Hannity in them, but I'm about ready to quit recording them because I really don't need to record them anymore. I'm not watching them. I, I kind of thought, well, if something comes out that I hear was on their show, I'll go back and watch it. But I don't even need to do that anymore because I know that Mr. Slayton's going to tell me about it if it happens anyway. That's right. You're going to hear it here. You're, we're not going to miss anything. So you don't so, have to watch all of those shows. We take care of it for you. We streamline it and we, we make sure we we are aware of everything that's going on, and if there's an interesting guest, we'll steal the clip from them. We thank yep, them for I know you'll, the you'll record it and you'll find it. So, yes, pat on the back to my, my buddy, Mr. Slayton, here. I know you'll do it for us. We're saving but, everybody money. That's what we do here. That's right. But, again, $65 for a year, I'm like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. You you quit being Fox News. Why would I do this? 65 you know, for a year or 65 for the month? Sixty four ninety nine for the year. Oh, that, I thought it was for a month. I was going to say that's really a rape. No, no, sixty-four. Sixty-four bucks for the year is not too much. What is that? Uh, Twenty bucks? No, that's not twenty bucks a month. What am I talking about? Ten bucks a month? Not even. Yeah, it's it's about eight. It's five. It's five bucks. It's five bucks a month. Basically, my math is off. Yeah, five bucks. (coughs) Five and change. It's not too bad. At least they're not trying to rip you off. I think CNN was charging a lot more for a, a lot less. Oh, I'm sure they, I'm sure they were, and I didn't even look at that one. But my thought was the same. Well, CNN Plus failed because people said we're not giving you a dollar for this. You know, and it's 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 getting ridiculous with too many of the streaming services right. and what they do charge. Exactly. And, uh, but by by the time you're done, you can be paying seven hundred dollars a month with everything. Well, yeah. My wife said to me, "Hey, we got this cable pro, you know, this cable thing here." He said, "She says we're paying all this for it. Can't we get it cheaper?" And I showed her, "Well, if we get all these streaming services that give us some of the same stations we want, we're spending almost the same money. It's just out of hand on what the cost is out there for." Certain, you know, yeah. TV services. Yeah, you can you can spend a lot. I mean, they'll take your money. Oh yeah, in, in a heartbeat. So, uh, so yeah, I just uh, wanted to share that with your audience. If any of you are Fox Nation people and you're getting those renewals, again, it's this is how we send the message: fight them back. I'm not giving it to you. You oh, quit being right. Fox News. I'm done with you. Exactly. You have to. And, you know, Fox. You know, go to you can go, you can get more off a of Fox Business Channel mm-hmm. or Fox Business News, whatever they call it, the, the well, Business Channel where they've got Cudlow and those people. They're much better. Well, that's, 
and it's like Newsmax out there. I've got a Roku TV. If you want Fox News, you either have to pay for it or you got to link it to your TV provider to get it on your Roku app or whatever. But Newsmax, I click on it, opens right up, no cost or anything. OAN yeah. went south. They're charging now to because they're not on my cable provider anymore. But to get them, I'd have to pay for them. And I'm like, I'm not paying for this stuff. You know, it's interesting. ESPN found out the hard way about gouging people, and you know, millions of subscribers said, "No, that's it. We're done." Yeah, ESPN's very it's it's, it's horrible content wise, with the exception of live events. I don't watch it. Yep, no, I, I have I, no I, content. I, yeah, it's you know, and it's Apple Plus TV and YouTube TV. You know, it's like it's just out of hand. And then the sporting, like you said, touch on sports briefly. They're putting some of these games on YouTube TV, NFL networks on YouTube now. I'm not paying for all that. You know, it's just. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. So. All right. Good stuff. Want to share that story. Share, changing gears slightly. Wouldn't it be awesome if Trump named his vice presidential candidate here pretty soon? Uh, and, and he's from Florida and I don't mean DeSantis. Wouldn't it be cool if he went to Gates and said, Hey, you don't need to run for governor against that loser. How about you just be my running mate and I'll teach you how to be in there for eight more years after me. Well, I think it'd be great, a great choice. Gates would be a great choice. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking he probably won't pick a white male, but if he does, Gates would be a, a very good choice. But again, would he not be picking a white male because of the color of his skin? <laughs> well, that's what it usually means. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I don't know who, I don't even know. I don't have any idea who he's thinking of, and I think he'll keep that pretty close to the vest. Uh, I, I but, think but it'll he be will interesting. Too, uh, Trump but, wouldn't Trump wouldn't be scared away by the white male pick. That's no, for sure. No, that, that if, was tongue in cheek too. But, but if he can but, if he can win uh, better with a white male or with a black female, or then he'll choose whatever whatever helps him. The vice president doesn't do much in terms of the ticket. I don't care what anybody says. No, I, I nobody's agree nobody's with voting that, for them. But he could be taught a lot during those next four years with Trump and really be set up to have an eight-year run after well, that. Well, the problem Matt grows. Gates would face is resistance from the Republicans. They're, they're, well, the, they're that, the problem. Well, exactly. And, and, and they're not Republicans. They're, they're rhinos. It's, oh, yeah, no doubt. It, it came out yesterday. I was watching it yesterday, and I was like, those 20 that didn't vote for Jordan, like primary, primary, primary. And it was just them sending, oh, I'm for Scalise or I'm for McCarthy. Yeah, you sent a message. You could have went on the TV and just said that. Go ahead and vote for Jordan. Get it over with. Quit being fools. You guys look like idiots. They're starting to look like idiots now. This is Very much so. The Democrats. The Democrats we've, gotten rid of, we've gotten rid of the guy that you wanted to get rid of. Now let's put a guy in there who is, without question, the most competent of them all. Otherwise, exactly it's just right. nonsense grandstanding. All well, right, Kevin, and the thanks. Sad, the, and the only sad part is the Democrats can come out tomorrow and say the sky is going to be permanently orange, and they would all vote for it in unison together. The Republicans can't get their act together. That's the problem. Yep, you got that right. All right, thanks, man. God bless, man. Have a good one. Appreciate the call. Yeah, I think it's time to end this now. Before before they start being able to use it against you, and Republicans just aren't very smart. You know, you don't have to be unified. You don't have to be one of these uniparties. Just get it done. You did the right thing. Now don't make it bad. Let me get back to this lie-filled regime of Biden. Uh, this writer says, before we recap history, let's just discuss the 60 Minutes interview for openers with his lying. The question, Mr. President, can we afford to get involved with two active conflicts, Ukraine and Israel? Biden's answer was, we're the United States of America, for God's sake. We're the most powerful country in history. Of course we can afford conflicts in two theaters. <laughs> the, the writer writes, wrong, Mr. President. We're $31-plus trillion in debt. We're broke. 
The only way we can afford two conflicts is to print more money, which will add to the deficit and increase inflation. (laughs) Mr. President, is Iran behind the horrendous attacks on Israel? Biden's answer. Iran funds Hamas and Hezbollah, but there's no proof they were involved in planning or scheduling the assault and the slaughter. Wrong. Mr. President, we have confirmation of meetings between Iran's and and Hamas's leaders. We know that Iran has realized a tremendous increase in revenues from oil sales that were supposed to be restricted by U.S. sanctions. Those sanctions are not working, and you've lifted them. Third question, Mr. President, is our southern border secure? Biden's answer. We're vetting and processing every alien, illegal or otherwise. What do you mean otherwise? And the the border is more secure than ever in history, he says. No, Mr. President, with over 7 million illegals already across the border since 2021, ponder that for a moment, and processing dates as far as two years away, we have no idea who's here, where they have gone, or how many. He's lied, of course, to us about the economy, uh, investments in green energy companies, the banning of countless gas appliances that we rely on, his numerous lies about his interactions with his son and his companies. He's weaponized the Justice Department and the intelligence agencies and lied about that, claiming that he's aloof, he's away from them, he doesn't exert any influence. Remember he promised the most transparent administration in history. Remember that was in the heady days of Donald Trump's told 10,000 lies. Now, promising the most transparent administration in history was his first lie. And then all subsequent lies are pretty easy after that, right? I mean, you can believe nothing from this guy. You can't trust the leadership in this country, and that means you have no leaders. But remember those days, Donald Trump's told 10,000 lies. I remember talking with Bob Costas, an uber-liberal, about him coming on my show and, and conducting a mature conversation left versus right and let people know that you can have debates without hating the other person, except he then began to hate everything I said and said that I'm not worthy of him coming on because I have nothing compelling to say to him. You talk about arrogance. I mean, what a pompous little ass he is. That was it for me with Bob Costas. I was done. I don't deal with pompous asses like that, who, by the way, are woefully uninformed. There's nothing worse than someone thinking they're an intellectual and they're beyond stupid when it comes to the subject matter. And he was. He knew nothing. He voiced that 10,000 lie thing about Trump. And I said to him, can you name two? I said, if you name two, I'll admit that there's a 1,000. How's that for math? Name two. And he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. He couldn't name two instances where a guy who told 10,000 lies actually lied. That's the liberal insanity. They're nuts. I mean, they're nuts. And they'll remain nuts. It's incredible. Just incredible. And you can't shame them. You just can't. And as our director of research reminded us from Ray Kroc, the great entrepreneur who founded McDonald's, essentially, and the San Diego Padres owner before he died, the quality of a leader is reflected in the standards they set for themselves. 
Well, what standards did Biden set for himself? What standard did he set for his family? Cheat, cheat, and keep cheating until you get caught and then lie. <laughs> I mean, it's that simple. Steal as much money as you can until you get caught and then lie about it. And we've got the media to protect us, and they do. So that's the Biden philosophy. That's the standard that they set. Impressive, isn't it? Well, it's it's great that we have the Israeli military who did unbelievably quick investigative work to trace where that missile came from in that hospital. And now I can sit back and watch all day the Rashida Tlaibs, the Ilan Omars, all of the psychotic liberal uh, Arabs who scream and yell it was the Israelis. I want to sit back and wait for their response. There will be none. You know why? Because in the true history of being a liberal, they are cowards. That'll wrap us for today. Don't forget our Monster Energy Drink STL-Cars.com sports show on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. We'll be there from noon to 2 Central Time today. We'll be back here 7 to 9 in the morning fighting the good fight for you. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everybody.